we uh, welcome into the program from the Waco Tribune, Harold Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing terrific. Appreciate your time today. Uh, lots to get to, so let's let's just dive right in. Let's begin with last night's win for the Lady Bears. That's a heck of a nice win to go on the road and open up conference play early and, and to go into uh, Morgantown and get a win. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Lady Bears obviously had three tough road games in a row uh, with South Florida, Arkansas, and uh, West Virginia, and you're able to come out of that two and one. I'm sure they would have liked uh, three and zero oh, a little bit better, but uh, Arkansas managed to to nip them there. But uh, yeah, it was it was an impressive win by the Lady Bears last night. Um, you know, it was a tie game at the half, and then that third quarter, uh, DeJanae Carrington just caught fire. Actually, outscored uh, West Virginia by herself in the third quarter, uh, fourteen to eleven. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she she's starting to get her rhythm, I think, uh, with the Lady Bears. And, um, you know, and I think, as Kim said last night, as the season progresses, they're going to get more and more comfortable with one another and, you know, presumably better. You know, we, we were looking at, the, at some of the numbers earlier today. Uh, the Lady Bears bench outscores West Virginia's bench 26-4. to 4. Yeah, absolutely. The bench did did a did a great job, and then I also thought a key, uh, and Kim talked about this again in the post game last night, was uh, at the end of the second quarter, uh, you had several players for Baylor that were dealing with some foul trouble: Melissa Smith and Queen Egbo, uh, Trinity Oliver, and you know Baylor manages to keep that game tied. And Moon Erson was really big, uh, you know, just for Baylor in that stretch. She had nine points in the first half and, and just did a lot of everything, honestly. I mean, she finished with eight rebounds, five assists, a couple steals, a couple blocks. And um, so she's just she's kind of a glue player for the Lady Bears, and, and I think that was a key, key stretch in that game. And next up for them is uh, a Monday night matchup with Texas Tech. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you start uh, you start a home stretch now, which obviously they'll be looking forward to that to getting back home. And you've got what four games in the next week. I mean, uh, so uh, you know, pr- pretty pretty busy week for the Lady Bears. But uh, you know, Texas Tech will be the big one just because it's a conference game. Hey, hey, now let's just switch gears to football a little bit. Uh, yesterday about this time, it did not look good for the Bears playing Oklahoma State, but somehow they got it done, and, and uh, they're going to they're gonna get a chance to uh, to play tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 instead of 6, which is uh, kind of a cool thing. And uh, <laughs> what are you looking for in this, this final scheduled football game for the Bears? Yeah, I think just uh, obviously you want to try to build a little momentum going into offseason. I think you always feel better when you win your last game rather than when you lose it. Um, I know they always talked about that with bowl games. I mean, if you're going to play in a bowl game, you might as well win it and, and try to, you know, build up some momentum. Obviously, Baylor will not play in a bowl game, but I think that uh, they'll hardly be alone. I don't think we're going to see a lot of those bowl games. Uh, so, you know, this is your chance to try to try to build a little momentum going into the off offseason. Um, obviously, They've got a lot of work to do. And one of the things I wrote about this week was just the offensive line and asked the question, have they made any progress at all? And, and Dave Aranda was, was pretty 
succinct and blunt about it. I mean, he said uh, they definitely took a step back against Oklahoma. He thought they had made some progress prior to that. But at the same time, I mean, if you're judging it by the stats, uh, you know, they're 120-somethings in, in rushing. Uh, you know, they've, they're like 120-somethings in, in sacks allowed. So they've, they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, on the offensive line. And I think one of the things there is they've got to build up some depth just so they can withstand injuries if they have, you know, those pop up. Bryce, Coach Bryce, Mo- let me ask you this. With Larry Fedor, it looks like is going to be out or down for the game. Do you have any idea what they'll do from a play-calling responsibility? You start talking about what they've done offensively or where they rank offensively. Might you see a different change without him having the call sheet? Yeah, that's a great question, Stretch. I think, you know, I think you probably stick to what you know. Um, you know, I, I was going back over the season a little bit, uh, you know, just this week and, and remembered that, you know, against Kansas they did show some different wrinkles that you haven't seen as much. Um, and so to me, you know, this is your last game of the year. What do you have to lose? You know, maybe you pull out a couple of those those plays that uh, are deeper in the playbook. But uh, but at the same time, I mean, you know, um, I think they'll probably stick to kind of what they've done and what they know. Now, um, it hasn't it hasn't been extremely productive, and Oklahoma State's got a, a good defense. So I think you know, it, basically, what I'm trying to say is I think you'll see a mix of that. I think. You know, you'll see a mix of doing what they've been doing, but also maybe with a with an occasional wrinkle in there. Probably switch gears here a little bit. Uh, Midway's basketball program quietly parted ways with Coach Brown. Who's going to take over that program right now? And do you know when they'll start looking for uh, his replacement? So I I uh, conversed with Brad Shelton, Midway's AD, uh, yesterday, and um, uh, Paul Langefeld uh, will take over as the uh, interim. Um, coach and my guess is you know if uh, if Midway had a, a decent season the rest of the year that he would certainly uh, be in line as one of the candidates for that job but I'm sure they'll they'll open it up they'll post the position and and, and do a search and um, and so you know we'll see how that goes but but Matt Brown did a great job in his short time there at Midway as, as head coach he was also an assistant uh, you know prior to becoming head coach and um you know they won like 25 and 28 games the last couple years so um you know he did a great job and and more power to him as he you know takes the next step talking with bryce cherry the waco tribune herald bryce so we were uh earlier in the program we had uh uh, kevin hoffman on and and talking about the bart panthers and, and their success in a couple of things here Sometimes we just take for granted that Mark's going to win, and, and that's just unfair, isn't it? It is. It really is. Uh, I, I think we – I know we do it at the Trib, too. I mean, we, we plan out stories and that kind of thing. And sometimes with Mark, we go, uh, we don't need to write that feature yet because uh, we will have a chance, you know, to do that in week 15, week 16, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think we just bank on them being here. Um, and it's a testament to just the consistency that they've shown, the fact that they just keep going out and getting it done. 
and and you know the work that they put in they're talented but they they work at it too and and one thing i've been out to mart a couple times this season I was out there the other day and i really feel like they have been as much as anyone i've seen very vigilant about the covid protocols and that kind of thing and and i think you know when you have an incentive to to play for something that you really, you know, take that seriously. You don't want to lose, you know, guys to COVID or, or a game because you have to cancel or, you know, I mean, obviously Martin does not want to forfeit when they have a chance to to uh, play for a fourth straight state championship. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. We do take them for granted a little bit. But, man, uh, you, I, you just can't say enough about the job Kevin Hoffman has done and the, you know, the – luster of that program it is easily the you know the best program in in central texas history we were we uh we're looking at at rodell freeman's numbers and and rodell i mean last night he was terrific again uh you know he he throws for three he runs for three he's 22 uh 132 yards on 22 carries obviously there have been great names that have cycled through the Mart program over the years, and I mean, you can go back to to Quan Cosby, Quincy Cosby, John Garrett, all of those guys. Where is where is Freeman going to rank in, in in that group? Yeah, so that was a story I wrote back in in August, and uh, I said, you know, Rodrell has a chance to do something extremely special. He can be the first Central Texas player, forget Mart player to go four for four because he played, you know, as a freshman. And uh, that, that, that is very elite company in the state in terms of winning four straight state championships. And he has a chance to get it done. And he's been uh, not just, you know, uh, a guy on those teams. He's been one of the guys, you know. So, yeah, I think he will be in the conversation for the greatest Mark Panther of all time along with several of those guys you mentioned. And then you could even go back to, you know, the 50s and the 60s and some of the players that, you know, came through in that era too because uh, Mart's had quite a run. So Riker gets opportunity to get another state championship tomorrow, and I know they're an underdog, but what are your thoughts on this matchup uh, with the team from Shiner? Yeah, I mean, I think Riker's got to feel good about its chances. Obviously, Shiner is, you know, St. Paul is a is – a, is an excellent program and uh, I think just one loss on the year. So, you know, but Riker has kind of gotten it going late in the year and, and really picked up steam. I mean, they had such a, you know, fits and starts kind of season in terms of cancellations and, um, you know, COVID issues and that kind of thing. And they were scrambling a lot of times, um, you know, with injuries and, and just all kinds of things. So once they sort of got healthy uh, their opponents got healthy. Um, you know, I think that helped them, and, and they really have caught fire in the playoffs and are playing, you know, their best football at the exact right time. So it'll be fun to see what happens tomorrow at Midway. I mean, Chad will be out there for us. I'm going over to the Baylor game. But, um, yeah, it should be, should be a good one, and, and you know, good luck to, to Coach Holcomb and the Cougars. All right, Bryce, man, we uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, we know how busy you are, and we uh, certainly do appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program, and, and uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon. Yep, y'all be, stay healthy. Have a good one.
Thanks, Bryce. Bryce Cherry of the uh, Waco Tribune Herald.